You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 113. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Packer Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 113. Sediento Tracy. Crack! 113 episodes. 113. Oh, man. God. Did y'all hear the rolling of the crack? That was like a machine gun. <laughs> I felt like it was crack-a-lack. crisp. Crack-a-lack. It was crisp, crisp and very, the, the reverb was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. John seems to be feeling it today. He looks a little spry, which I'm, I think it's a perfect segue into this topic. <laughs> The value of rest. Ooh, looking like forward John's to it. Probably uh, gotten some rest. You know, he's just looking bright and chipper. <laughs> just on a lot of caffeine right now, bud. Yeah, on a lot of caffeine. We're still doing a lot of stuff, trying to get the houses together. You know, when we moved, when we moved in, I just came from the, my old house, which we're trying to paint and get together so we can put on the market. Um, so we're around. So haven't haven't got to the rest point yet. I'm looking forward to it mm. when that comes here, and hopefully soon future. I'm just glad to see you looking yes. so good today, buddy. Hey, I'm excited. I'm always excited whenever we get to do these podcasts. It's uh, it's a great time for us to get together and just chit-chat about what's been going on. Uh, also, love the prayers, as always, that we start off with. So, appreciate that. CC, what you think on the topic, man? Value of some rest. Yeah, I mean, it's like, the first thing I thought of was like, man, I could use some of that. <laughs> um, but I do get it, and I look forward to talking about it. Yeah, Steve is extra chipper today. I was like, man, this is awesome. And, uh, and actually... Just coming in here and getting to do a podcast and praying before is sort of a spiritual rest for because this is like the halfway well point. Well said, CC. Halfway point through our day. A lot of times our podcasts are at lunch when we shoot them, and so it's just a nice little moment to pause. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, I think it's a good topic. We've now uh, made our way into month two of the new year. A lot of you know the excitement might wear off a little bit. A lot going on with the new resolutions, things like that. So I think it's a good. Good time to always pause and reflect, a little rest. So I think we'll talk about things about some mental rest, physical rest, sleep. I think John, Craig both hit on, you know, rest with kids. Maybe their kids getting rest, how the importance of that is. Uh, could be a little cranky when they don't. We all are somewhat, just like the good old hungry, need a Snickers commercial or whatnot. <laughs> so um, we're going to hop into a few of those things. But before we get going, we'll flip it over to Johnny with the good old would you rather. All right, guys. Would you rather flat water or bubbly water? Hot dog, have you had bubbly water? I have, man. I feel like I've had the bubbly water when it's flavored. That's what's coming to my mind, right? Okay. There's bubbly flavored water. water. Let's let CC go first. I feel like he's a little bit (laughs) more versed in this, so we'll we'll see what he says. Um, You know what? I might actually go, my day-to-day is going to be flat water, but I actually enjoy bubbly water. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, those things in the bottles. Topo Chico. Yeah, I've had them at Craig's I know house. where Matt's going with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had them at Craig's house. When I try to offer him one, it's like looking at it, like, hmm. Um, <laughs> but, 
but the Topo Chico, LaCroix, the flavored ones. I just enjoy sipping something that kind of has that effervescence, kind of, kind of, you know, gives you a little boost, but there's no stimulants in it. Um, now, uh, if that's what I had to drink all the time, I guess it'd be kind of, you know, it's easier to drink flat water. Mm-hmm. You know, they tend to go a little slower on bubbly, but I enjoy it. It's kind of fun. It's like treating yourself to something special when it's really just water. So. Uh, I find myself reaching for those cans of that. Of course, it's more expensive. You can stick your head under the faucet, and that's free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the pleasure aspect of it, I go with the bubbly. Okay, hot dog. That's right. Now that Craig said all that, I have had the Topo Chico before. I think mm-hmm. at Craig's once, and I think I drank a quarter of it. I've definitely had some LaCroix before multiple times. Eh, I feel like it was like a last resort when I wanted something besides water. And then when you go to restaurants, sometimes they ask you, well, you say you want some water, and they ask you which one, the bubbly or sparkling, whatever, or the reg. And it's 100% easy for me. I'm going to flat water. <laughs> no doubt about it. I like flat water, actually. I like it when it's nice and cold, um, preferably out of a refrigerator. It's kind of my way to go with that. So what you got, John? Yeah, you got to watch out. It's definitely an upcharge for you as far mm-hmm. as uh, being the bubbly water. Um Never really been a big fan of the bubbly water until I went overseas and um, going nice. going and seeing my brother in uh, Italy while he was studying to be a priest over there several times. He would always get on me, and be like, "Man, this is what this is what everybody does here. You need you need to try it." So I would try it, and it was okay, um, but not something that I ever really enjoyed. Just drinking like the Perrier or other mm-hmm. water to that uh, that nature. So um, I do enjoy the flavored stuff a little bit more, but. Overall, I would probably just say flat water. Um, I like. I'm just like hot dog. I like nice cold water. Mm-hmm. I don't need ice in it, but just cold water. Uh, that's what really quenches my thirst. Hey, you know what you can do? Bubbly water. Make a Craigerita light. <laughs> Two different versions. That's right. He yeah. talked. To me. You've talked yeah. about that when I've been over you there too. The, you put the Rita mix in. Hit it with a little bubbly and some ice. It just thins it out a little, so it's not as uh, boozy and kind of effervescent and tasty. Or you can make a ranch water which is basically take a quality tequila in your glass, a little squeeze of lime, hit it with a little bubbly water, flavored or non-flavored, hit it with ice, and so you get kind of a lighter, a lighter Rita. It's not really a, um, you know, it just has a, a very fresh, clean uh, uh, feel, and it's pretty good. Well, the other thing that my brother said about the uh, bubbly water is he said it, he that all the people in uh, Italy said that it, it was supposed to help with your digestion. I don't know about all that, but anyway. He bought into it, and he he made me drink it while I was there. <laughs> it sounds like you were hooked. Also, though, when you think about this water situation, I think circumstances could come into play. Real quick aside, and I'll get to this a little bit later. When I was just over there in West Texas, they were in a bowl advisory. So some places wouldn't give you water. Uh, so you'd probably have been happy to have sparkling water or bubbling water, whatever this is, compared to no water or like water that you might be taking a risk to drink. So the circumstances might matter. But if, if we were even, I would still take the flat. Good one, man. I didn't see that coming. Off the cuff, dude. Yeah. Out the book. Well, that's what, no, that was what I was going to use last time. And then CC, oh. <laughs> CC said he was going to take it. So I, was, I remembered it. I've had several where I'm like, oh, I got a good one. And then I forget by the next time we record. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. that's pretty good. You need to start writing them down. Well, let's talk our way into the value of rest. I, I do think it's a pretty good, kind of like we talked about the intro topic. Um, and I think the two main points of this could be mental. There's mental aspect of rest and the physical aspect of rest. Uh, which one do you want to talk, talk about first, boys? Which you want to hop into? 
Well, I'm going to start off with the physical aspect, and uh, I think that's suit certainly very pertinent for anybody who has kids. Uh, I know I talk about my kids a lot, um, but it's something that, you know, your kids require it. And if you go get off that schedule two, four, they're going to let you know, and they're going to let you know in a big way. Um, so I have some of the happiest, most joyful kids um, that you can imagine. But if they miss a nap or they get interrupted in their nap, um, it can turn into a really different situation quickly. Uh, also, you know, whenever we went traveling a while back, we got off schedule, oh, yeah. our time change was different and it took them, um, you know, they weren't resting well when we got back, they were waking up in the middle of the night. So for them, it was just physically draining that they weren't able to get back on schedule and, and able to rest at night. And therefore their whole attitude, their whole uh, behavior was changed for a while. And I think that happens for a lot of us if we get too far off track and get too far out of our schedule and don't take our, care of ourselves um, and get sufficient amount of sleep. No, I agree. Fortunately, I'm past those days where the kids keep me up. So, <laughs> you know, if anything, they tuck us in now. You know, April and I'll be watching TV. They'll come in and they're like, all right, we're going to bed. Let's pray. And then me and April crash. Who knows what they do after that? But, um, it's true. Boster love rest at the end of a long day. You know, mm-hmm. when you're laying, I can, just like I like, like to look, watch the trees. You sometimes just lay flat on your back. You're like, all I got to do right now is just lay flat. You feel the mattress touching your whole, all your limbs. And it's just, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, and you feel it after a long physical day. Um, or, you know, if you'd like to work out or run and do anything physical, all the benefits of doing that, you don't really appreciate until you rest and let your body kind of magnify all that work. And so it's a good time to sort of reset and let your body you know, just soak up all the, the benefits that you gave it that day. If it's a physical or, or even like a mental thing, studying and whatnot, mm-hmm. letting your mind kind of go through all the things you experienced. And then it just magnifies and the next day uh, you come up fresh. So I love, you know, physical rest is awesome. Um, I think there's times in our life where like Steve's going through child, the child rearing where it's not very present. Um, God, I can't wait till Matt goes down that, I know. that road. They have a little baby that snores. <laughs> that would be like the best. Babies don't snore, by the way, Matt. He didn't like that. I know. He's going to be like, uh, we're going to get this yerk for the baby in the backyard till he outgrows the snoring. <laughs> like my dog. I have a little dog that snores. I was like, man, Matt would not be having that. <laughs> Turn on some loud white noise. Yeah, what um, about you, Matt? I think the two really coincide with each other, but when I think of physical, I go to more what Craig was just saying. Um, you know, a hard day working out or running uh, being on your feet a lot. There's a lot of jobs that demand that, especially in y'all's field, the medical world, a teacher, stuff like that demands a lot of, uh, physical standing. I think of going hiking or something like that, playing in a sporting event and go play in a little golf tournament. Sometimes I'll do those charity golf tournaments, work in the morning, go do that in the afternoon, come home, man, I'm pretty physically beat. And I am with Craig. It feels good sometimes, even if I'm not even laying down, just to kind of sit and just feel like, how tired your body is sitting. So I think it's important to have that physical rest and, and certain things you can do for your body during those times. You know, obviously sleeping can provide it, ice, eating properly to regain a lot of that back. But I also think like sometimes when you're mentally worn out, your mind's running or you got a lot on your plate, juggling a lot of things like we all do, that can cause you, at least for me, to be physically tired. Like where I want to go to mm-hmm. sleep because my mind has run so far. Um, so I think all those are, are pretty important and something that I've not done a great job with lately, but I did at one point was prescribed by Dr. Heinen, good old 20 minute naps in the afternoon. And Cannon actually sent me some literature on that. I used to do that. I mean, I have a a couch in my office, um, kind of for this point. 
is to take a little nap in the afternoon for 20 minutes. And it's kind of crazy what it can do for you just to rejuvenate your body when you could be physically and or mentally tired. It's true. I remember when I was in grad school studying and man, I was just, my head was bobbing. It was just like, we did back three in the afternoon. You're just dying. And I would mm-hmm. literally pull my chair out and just lay on the carpet mm-hmm. and just close my eyes and maybe doze off for 15, 20 minutes. And I woke up. It's like a new person. I yeah, was you sharp. don't go too long. Got your power nap, baby. It was awesome. I wish we need, Steve, we need to put some couches in our office or some kind mm-hmm. of hey, get right on this thing, man. Hey, you know, I think Google has these napping pods. They Have do. you seen mm-hmm. these little bubbles you yes. sit in and it just creates this. I think you can go rent those in big cities. Yeah. I mean, just a power nap for 20 minutes can give you a whole second win for the rest of the day. But that just goes to prove that your mental and physical bodies need all that uh, that chance to hit a reset. Yeah. You know, I read an article a while back. It was, uh, I can't remember exactly how they described it. It was like a cappuccino or a coffee and a power nap. And basically the idea is you slam a coffee or a cappuccino, espresso, something like that. And then you go and take a nap because it takes about 20 minutes for the coffee to oh, really? get into your system and start waking you up. So you get that little wake up call that's not going to allow you to go too long. And, uh, you know, everybody who has taken a nap here or there where you, you want to go take a little cat nap. And the next thing you know, you wake up two or three hours later and it's just too long. It's too draining, uh, for you and you just don't feel great coming out of it. So that was an interesting concept that I was like, Hey, guess what? You're going to get, <laughs> you're going to get a little jolt, uh, in 20 minutes when this caffeine hits. That's actually a good little that's a good idea. It's an interesting recipe. I thought you were going to compare the caffeine, the value of a nap versus the value of like just drinking a cup of coffee. Hey, just combine them, man. I see you're putting it all combine together. Combine them. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought think, it was neat. That was neat. Really I think good. it's super cool. Uh, and I think John just kind of alluded to this with the kids and traveling, but that's another thing for me. I've been doing a lot of traveling as actually the last Yes. Three, <laughs> last three weekends, been in three different states. Um, so been kind of all over the place. And one of my fears in doing this was, man, I'm going to get a little off like my clock's gonna be off and be tired then you're like behind on the stuff you need to do around the house etc which still am a little bit kind of feel a little out of sorts but it's kind of funny my body has adapted to these weird ways mm-hmm. and so i'm kind of thinking when i have kids in the rest part you're just gonna have to work it out man go on two three hours of sleep and then not your body's just gonna adjust it's giving me confidence a while i don't have kids being made fun of that i feel like <laughs> I've been topsy-turvy in my life all over the place. It's sleeping true. in all he's, he's in training. Sleeping he's, in training. he's trying to train for it. Sleeping in beds, sleeping without electricity at times. Like, hey, we've been all over the place here and still alive. It's like in boot camp with kids, except a little bougie. <laughs> it's a bougie boot camp before he has children. Hey man, no toilet, no shower. Keep what are your thoughts on these people who, and maybe this is a this is a, a lie or a falsity or whatever you call it, but where people feel like to accomplish more and be more productive, they, they could get less sleep. And for some folks that works, but I'm thinking of people that might go to bed real late and they set their alarm for four in the morning to start their day, which I would love to, me personally would mm-hmm. love to have those mm-hmm. extra hours, but I don't know if y'all have like a minimum amount of sleep you need or oh, if you think there's any benefit. I love this to question, like, Craig. Because you could really, like, what if you only get three hours, but you're just not really productive all day, right? you know, versus getting six or eight and then actually being your best self. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think it depends on the individual. Uh, certainly there are people that can go through that and it's not a problem. They they excel for that. And I've done that for periods of time where I've, you know, tried to schedule my sleep to where it was short periods of time like that. And long term, that didn't work out well for me. I don't know what the exact sweet spot is for me, but um, I know that after about a week going into two weeks, I was just getting tired. And towards the end of the day, it was just something that, you know, I was losing steam. So it was something that uh, worked well short term, you know, mm-hmm. you definitely get 
the extra time, but it, it just wore me down after a while. So I think it's great. And for the people that can do it, like Lady J. Yeah, I was thinking, um, oh, wow. <laughs> She's like a three or four hour night, dude. Are you serious? Honestly, That's great. I wish I could do it, but it just didn't work out. genetics to have. Yeah, I think I have some of it, but not near on that level. But I love that question, Craig. I do find when I meet people, I'm always intrigued by like, what time do you go to sleep and what time do you wake up? It's something that very much interests me because of the time we have on earth. And I get the value of getting eight or nine hours of sleep. A lot of people in that boat can't go without it or just enjoy it. And I toy with me and I'm, I'm wasting like a, a lot of my life potentially being asleep versus too little sleep. I also think kind of what you're doing plays into that. I, I personally get, I think if I get over six, I'm fine. Seven, seven and a half is like, pushing the too much limit for me somewhere between six and seven is pretty good but i could be on and i think i could go like four or five days where i'm on five hours of sleep and be perfectly fine if i'd start pushing into a week would struggle but then there's times where i've done that and i might have like a flight the next morning dude i could be on two hours of sleep and i'd feel like i got 20 just you know because you got adrenaline Adrenaline pumping or whatever you know you're doing a a week-long jury trial or something like that where you're just like fully hampered in your body doesn't really feel those effects till days down the line after it so i kind of think it plays into that but in general i think six to seven what about you man yeah i'm the same way six is about my minimum i can pretty solid even though a lot of times it ends up being five five and a half during Mm -hmm. the week Mm -hmm. um depending by what time i go to bed but six and a half to eight is ideal but usually ends up being around seven seven and a half to feel to be the best version of myself because i do if i i can like steve said go for three or four days a week if i had a schedule that made me get up early but beyond that you start to feel it and one thing I thought was really cool, you know, and you guys, uh, that consecration to St. Joseph, mm-hmm. there was this whole thing where, you know, he, there's the sleeping St. Joseph. Like, why does St. Joseph statues always have the dude snoozing? And I'm like, that's so odd. But they talk about how God loves rest. He loves sleep. You know, even God rested on the seventh day. And I think maybe, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are, but maybe it's because God can speak to you in that time of rest. Maybe he, he subconsciously messages come to you or your, your best version of yourself. I know when, like Steve mentioned this, if you don't get sleep, I might be a little cranky. I might make poor decisions. You know, oh, it's too too much work to make this healthy meal. I'm going to go just get this quick thing. It's not healthy. Or, you know, maybe I'm a little uh, short-tempered. I don't know. I, I got to believe that God, maybe your best version of yourself is when you're adequately rested. And, you know, St. Joseph, Joseph was uh, known for taking rest, and, like, that was a part of his way to connect with God. I don't know, it was odd. I'd never really focused on that until I Yeah, that. I, I remember some of that, and uh, I think that's true, and I still go to, when, when you were saying that, my mind went, honestly, the other direction. Sometimes I sleep, and I'm, I don't dream a lot, but I can have a dream and wake up and be like I didn't even sleep because the dream was so real to me. Oh, yeah. Um, or I'll sleep, wake up, and not just get up and be like, you know, it could be like Saturday or something, and go for an extra 30 minutes, and then I'm more tired. I'm like in a fog all day. So I think there's a line. Does that ever happen to y'all where you're – either too much sleep, dream too hard, something like that. And it's like, whew, you know that feeling when you're kind of in a fog over you all day? Yeah, I've certainly had vivid dreams where you wake up or something just like startles you out of your sleep. And then, you know, it can definitely disrupt you for the next, you know, 30 minutes, or maybe even the rest of the night, on depending on what was going on through there. But yeah, I agree also, you know, taking, pressing snooze and trying to get in a little bit of extra you know, most of the time, I, I really don't feel better after I've mm-hmm. laid around for a while and slept a little bit more on the weekends like that when I just don't really feel like getting up. So I think, uh, you know, like Father Michael said, if you just jump up and attack the day rather than, um, you know, losing the ba- the first battle of getting up and, and attacking the day, that uh, that goes a long way into mm-hmm. how are you going to live the rest of your day. 
And Craig, I do think though, going back to what you're saying about the St. Joe book, what's important there too is sometimes I personally, like if I'm trying to make a decision or something, you can be really tired. And I do think God can heal your mind, give you clarity, et cetera. And you can wake up, uh, which something was maybe like a harder decision to make. When you wake up, you sleep on it, so to speak, literally and uh, I guess figuratively there. You can wake up and have more clarity. I think God does help. And, in in, you know, that's something he's given us by sleeping or we would just never sleep. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing, too. Whenever I was in graduate school and studying tons and tons of uh, time, that was something that for me, resting and sleeping, I would somehow retain the information that I'd been trying to learn mm. where I would get to the point where I was just stuck. I wouldn't have mastered the material, but sure enough, I would go to sleep. I would wake up the next morning and hit it with a fresh mind and I would have, I don't remember a time where I did not have a grasp of the information that I was trying to retain. So it was pretty interesting how uh, not even being exposed to the material, being sleeping, being completely out of it, and I'd wake up and have a much better grasp of it. That's the experience I always had. Like, you, you know, the day you're studying or learning the new thing, you're kind of like, okay, maybe I'm getting this, but just getting a good night rest. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, read it again the next day. You know, maybe that's your body saying, okay, let's kind of, let's let this stuff kind of build in your subconscious while you're resting. I had another thought. What are your thoughts on this? And Matt, you're going to love this one. I'm buckled in, baby. <laughs> so sometimes. You bump us over, Craig. Sometimes, I'm, you know, if I'm, April sees me running wide open and maybe life's a little stressful and she can read me, she's like, you know, you need a vacation. Oh. You know, with the idea being that vacation is rest. Mental rest, physical rest. Oh, there you go. And so, <laughs> you know, a brother hot dog here, I think, epitomizes uh, optimizing that, that part of life. Taking a, a, a break from your world, your reality, where you can rest your mind, rest your body, rest your soul, or even just displace yourself from your, your day-to-day while you work, like he's doing with his um, lifestyle living up in North Carolina. What do you think about that, guys? Vacations. Yes, Greg. For rest. Yes. I think it's extremely important. <laughs> no, but, but, but truly, I think that we can get caught up. I, I'm just a big believer. I, I love what I like to do, that your work can become your identity, not to get on this little uh, soapbox here, but your work can become your identity and there's no reason that your identity can't be in a form of something you like to do, which I do like to travel, go new places, but it also, I think makes me more productive. It's that kind of quantity over quality situation, just which we're talking about with, you know, or man, maybe you do only get five hours sleep, you get all these hours, but you're not that good with it. Um, same thing for me. I feel like when I do get away, uh, I do do some work up there in North Carolina a lot, but I also get to do other things I much enjoy, you know, hiking, being in the fresh air, the townspeople, things like that. And I think that provides a form of rest and rejuvenation for whenever you come back. And I think that's something that I have found to be important. And I kind of go to, man, God gives me this one life. And if I can, if something's important to you, I think you'll make the time for it through action. And I have uh, found a lot of benefits for this. Uh, actually, now into countdown clocks to the next times I can go, which I normally am like, oh, the day before I get excited. But now I'm just excited to be able to go because uh, it makes the time here a little more palpable, a little more fun, yeah. etc. But also, I wanted to toggle one thing I had. Uh, <laughs> had I, always, I always got too worked up if I thought about it too far out. So I had to tone myself down or I, I would yep. start not getting enough rest because I'd be too pumped up in advance. You wake up up at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) and just like, I can't go to sleep. Dude, that's like, I don't have it that bad, but every morning I wake up, I'm like 17 more days. Uh, And I've never been like that to travel. I'm normally like, oh, I'll worry about that when two days before, like I'll figure Mm -hmm. out the packing, all that versus kind of planning. But another thing when it comes to vacations is like daily vacations. You remember Andrew Mims talked a lot about that where you can take a vacation in your mind. Uh, I think we can do that in certain forms of entertainment with a book. 
uh, a movie, something on TV where we kind of zone out. And you can also do it in your mind. What do y'all think about the little, you know, there's a prayer in the prayer book that I read. Uh, it's called Slow Me Down, More, Lord, where you take, you know, little minute vacations uh, and you go somewhere in your mind. What do y'all think about that aspect of vacations? No, I think that uh, that's a good opportunity for most of us that some, you know, throughout the day, we all get stressed out. We all have things that happen that if you can focus on something that you really enjoy and appreciate, I think that can help you reset for the day. I mean, for me, we've talked about before how I like to get up in the morning and watch the fireplace and just have my coffee. Well, our new house does not have a fireplace in it, so... See an addition coming. I see it coming down the road. The fire pit outside. Well, I got a fire pit outside. But what I've done the last two mornings is I get up and I watch the YouTube fire fireplace channel. <laughs> it's not quite as warm, but awesome. you know what? It's got a great, a great looking fire. You need to get one of those. Uh, like, That's hilarious. Put your TV. Get a big screen. That's what straight. I got. Okay, That's what good. I got. And just play that thing on a loop. I put. I had it on. I put it on last night before I went to sleep. So when I woke up, it was already on. <laughs> That's Went over there, wore my hands up by the TV, ready to go. Does it do the crackling sounds? Oh, yeah. All the sounds oh, and all man. that stuff. That's so cool. <laughs> and apparently I'm not the only one because uh, some of these uh, fireplaces, they have millions and millions of views. So mm-hmm. it's uh, something that I think a lot of other pre- other people appreciate also. That's that that is hilarious. Awesome, man. <laughs> man, guys, that's so awesome. Uh, you've inspired me with some new resting options I'm going to try. I might even try Steve's uh, fireplace screen thing. That's the perfect TV awesome. for that, correct? I know. You do. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to fire it up. You could double fireplace. You could have your real one on underneath and then the one above. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. It's that time of the podcast where we talk about uh, when did you hit the gas or pump the brakes? Hot dog. I think you've had some adventures. Hot dog. Yeah, hot dog's going to go with this. And we are going to kind of, it was a really a hit the gas. And then it became pump the brakes. Okay. Went out to West Texas, as I alluded to. You should never do that in the ice. Well, I pretty much had to. (laughs) Uh, We went out to West Texas to stay in a yurt for a few days and also see some friends and family uh, along the journey, a little three-night trip out there. And the first two were in this yurt, um, probably, I don't know, about 30 minutes before you get to Fredericksburg area. And um, we went out there, and there was a winter storm coming through that area. I mean, it kind of came this way. Obviously, it got cold here, but the storm was just blowing through, and... About a little west of Houston, it started like sleeting, raining, all the cars passing us for having snow, a little sleet on them, whatever. The last like two and a half hours of that drive, so it was like hit the gas to try to get out there as fast as you could to try to beat the storm. Oh, yeah. We, we started recording early yeah, so you can right, get we out. recording right. to do this and just mistimed it a little bit. So the last like two and a half hours, be like, go, 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 go. Every little bridge, which I didn't remember, you know those little signs? Bridge oh, yeah. may bridge ice. May ice. Dude, those things ice. <laughs> Um, and I had seen that like once or twice, but this was for a two and a half hour stretch where you go like a couple miles and literally like have to creep because I saw like 15 to 20 people who had spun out, hit the side, whatever. And we were so far into it. We just got our way there. But once we got there, we went back to hitting the gas and we stayed in a yurt besides the outdoor bathroom and shower being froze over. Um, <laughs> it was, it was so funny. And the, the, the temps at night were like 18 and 22 or something. Uh, but inside the yurt, it was a cozy 45 um it was a great experience out there a lot of, a lot of memories a lot of some learning experiences uh which i love so it really it was a little bit of both mainly slowing down to make sure you we were safe and i do feel super blessed mm-hmm. that we got out there in one piece and uh i do think like craig said it's important this is a good example of a little i don't call this a vacation i call this a little like 
getaway maybe i don't even know uh but to go see some friends and family that's that can also rejuvenate mm-hmm. you you know provide you a form of rest and getting to do that uh which is something we not didn't hit on but i got to experience the value of rest being out there quite a bit in nature too so that's what we're going with this week that's awesome yeah man good work i know you'd be proud Keep of me John. living it up kind absolutely nomadic living out there bro. today's word of the podcast yurt <laughs> For those that don't know that, it's a it's a really nice glamping. Glamping. It's a tent, like a big tent with chandeliers and beds, and I mean, I don't know if there's a chandelier. I might have been inside a dream, but it's like might a house. Is that like a mash tent. tent? Like a mash tent. I'm not sure what that is, but fancy, fancy, very furnished. Fancy <laughs> furnished. Dude, the, she, she had, had, had dance nice. lights in there, man. He did have dance lights. Music playing. It was it was pretty pretty fun. <laughs> Woke up some deer out there in the morning. It was pretty nice, man. That's cool. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Like Craig said, you got some uh, tips, pointers uh, that you might be able to pick up from us. Uh, Let us know. And if you have something to provide to us, that'd be great, too. And if you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, it would be appreciated. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing?